throat clear before the thing. No, dude, save it for the podcast. Clear the throat now. Come on, baby. Um, okay, so back to the pod. Here we are, world. Hello, world. <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> We're going to uh, try to record this with uh, video again this time. We'll see how it all plays out. And if it doesn't work, then fuck us, I guess. Pretty p- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big files. Yeah, man. Big files. You know what they say about big files, though, huh? Uh, they're a bitch to transfer. <laughs> no. No. What else do they say? No, no, no. <laughs> what else, baby? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither, dude. I don't know either, uh, man. Okay, dude. So we both saw. Transfer? We both saw. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, sorry. It's ugly. I, uh, I don't think it's. Yeah, put it down, dude. Um, we both saw passages. Yes. Um. That's Iris Sachs, right? I'm not on crack. What? Who directed Iris Sachs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I thought you said something else. Um. <laughs> Iris Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> this is my movie by Iris Sachs. <laughs> um, Iris Sachs, New York guy. Is Iris? No, he's not. Is he? Yeah, he's uh, like a New York guy. Unless I'm mistaken. I honestly thought he was like a, I thought it was, I thought he was like a Missouri guy. I thought he was like a, (laughs) from the South guy. How did anything in that film make you think that? Nothing in the film made me think that. And none of his other movies made me think that either. That's why I was very surprised. But let me see. I could be completely wrong. Iris Sex. This guy is from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. Yeah, man. Let's I, I don't know that much about his work, honestly. But I mean, I've heard I've heard of him, but I don't really know his don't work. Justify it now. Well, I thought he was a New Yorker. Um, well, let's see. Well, let's see. Maybe he. Maybe he. Um, I, I mean, I. Th- yeah. Sachs said he applied to University of Southern California, UCLA, and NYU. All rejected him. He moved to New York City in 1988. Yeah, so that's what I mean. He's a yeah. New York guy. Okay, great. Amazing movie. Excuse me. Well, I'm I. I feel like this is obviously a movie I would like, so mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear your. Yeah, 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 for sure. Perspective. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, first off, I thought it was so beautifully shot and shot very differently than the shit that we get in movie theaters. And it and what I really appreciated about it is that a lot of it lives in a two shot, and I mm-hmm. fucking love a two shot, man. Mm-hmm. And the first time, to be honest, I noticed a two shot and. Um, notice the two shot and notice that like I I just prefer it is uh, when I watch Blue is the Warmest Color yeah well it's the same actress yeah but she doesn't control the shots of it well no but I mean but it's just like you can't that that, the you can't fake anything in that I mean it's pure relationship it's a scene there's no cutting it's a two shot yeah Um, so I loved it Um, I thought I mean I think that it's interesting because like in, in my kind of ecosystem, Franz Rogowski is becoming like um, a lot of people are talking about him. He's my favorite contemporary actor. Yeah, I remember you posted about about it. Um, and my Who friend, else is talking about it? My friend Taylor also. I think he wrote something about passages. Um, so yeah, he. So it, it's interesting how like on Taylor who? Uh, Taylor Rosen. I don't know. You will. Um, so yeah, man. I thought that he's. Man, he's just fascinating, and he's like effortless, and he's so like, he's just he just exists. 
Yeah, it's um, I started watching. Oh yeah, I saw him in Great Freedom, which is a gay prison movie. That's a gay German prison movie. I saw that last year. Was that last year? Or maybe it was the year before. But anyway, that's the first time I saw him. And then I watched it. He's done a bunch of movies with the, this German filmmaker Christian Petzold, mm-hmm. and I watched a bunch of those movies. Mm-hmm. And um, is that that? What's that movie? Tr- um. The movie where he's Transit. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Transit, uh, Undine. Um, I'm blanking on the others, but uh, no, but it's like I, start, I started watching the Petzold movies, and he works with um, Nina Haas, who played. Did you see Tar? Yeah. So she played Kate Blanchett's wife. Right, right, right. In it, but in the Petzold movies, she's the the Kate Blanchett of those mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And the acting is very better. <laughs> it's so unshowy. And so that's what I was talking about last, last week about the like unspecialness of the acting. Like it, it really, really feels like they're just being, mm-hmm. um, uh, Oh, like there's a couple movies, Barbara, Yella, these, uh, this movie called Jerichow, which is mm-hmm. a version of um, The Postman Always Rings Twice. And uh, Nina Haas is just fucking amazing in them, and Franz Rogowski is amazing in these movies. And there's just something about German and French actors where, uh, I don't know, I think it's like where it's at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. I see it. Because I don't see anyone doing that in America. Not really. Interesting. Like, can you think of an analogous? I mean, that movie just visually looked completely different than. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but that's it's like everything about the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like, what's what's? I mean, there was like, uh, it, it makes me think of. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kelly Reichardt kind of makes movies that like reveal people in that way. Maybe. What about um? This is, I mean, this isn't analogous really at all to, to this movie, but what about, what about something like American Honey? Um, American Honey is too A24 core. Even uh, before A24 really leaned into A24 but core. There is, but there is something. It's like, it's good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a great, great, good movie. I mean, and Riley, uh, Cuff, Keo, however, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She is like that in America she's the she's very good her and Kristen Stewart are actresses like that I feel like minimalism Mm -hmm. um which is very different from doing nothing but I gotta say man it's it's so interesting with like Franz I always not I don't want to say always but he does play characters really fully yeah, and it's yes, still completely correct. minimalistic. It, it's he plays it really fully. It's completely minimalistic, and he's this. It's him in every movie. I mean, he has this weird speech impediment. Yep. And he has this kind of like hair lip thing, and he's really hot, but he's kind of ugly too, which is my favorite kind of actor. <laughs> and um, what? No, hundred percent. I feel you. God bless. God bless, dude. Pretty, um, pretty people are boring as fuck. I know they are. Okay. Yeah. Everybody has to live a little bit of ugliness about them. Um. But he takes that into every movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm anti-transformational acting. Interesting. Yeah. Not anti. I just think it's too... I just think... <clears throat> Do you not believe it? It's just not my taste. I mean, and I think that there's a few... This entire transformational acting thing currently is based on the work of basically Meryl Streep and Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very few people can repeat the conditions and the, the, the privilege that they have to be able to create those characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. hundred percent. Like they're very specific, like, you know, whereas like, this Passages film, I mean, it's a lower budget film in mm -hmm. comparison to something like that. And uh, they... <laughs> so, whatever. You probably can't even hear it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, um, it tru yeah, it truly doesn't matter. Also, dude, we're not a highly reproduced... We're like the, we're like the Passages of podcasts correct, for now. Totally. So, like, um, when we have time in a studio, we'll do something else. But for now, this is where it's at. Uh what was I saying? You were talking about um, that it's like a, I think you were talking about how it's like a lower budget movie. The actors don't have the privilege to take like a year and a half to transform yeah, every manner of their yeah. physicality. And I just think that's like what most actors face. Yeah. And that um, the, the, because for some reason we've become so focused on that type of acting, that's what people people list a Meryl Streep or a Daniel Day-Lewis when they, when some, when you ask people who their favorite actor is or a Kate Blanchett or what, you know, whatever. And it's just not, I just don't know what you, they're, they're amazing actors. They're highly mm -hmm. skilled. I don't know what you can connect with them to on a personal level. Like in Phantom Thread, I think Vicky Creeps is one of the best. Did you see Phantom Thread? Yeah the difference in their acting styles and Vicky creeps is one of these like modern European actresses that have this very like classic feel. Mm -hmm. And, um, she doesn't do giant transformations in between movies, but I just like something about her. She's 100%. like an Ingrid Bergman or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I feel about this, this, this crop of like French and German and the, and the actress Adele. Adele dude, she's fucking incredible. Chapelo, is she Greek? Yeah. Okay, she's Greek. Her too. It's just totally happening to her. Mm -hmm. She's not, they're like barely moving their faces. Mm -hmm. But there's so much going on. 100%. Um, <clears throat> not to be a complete asshole. Yeah. But remember the conversation about auditioning? Mm -hmm. That, what you're talking about, they're barely moving their faces, but there's yeah. so much going on. <laughs> That's something that we can, uh, that's very good for auditioning, but some people don't inherently have that. Uh, and some people need to think about it and focus on it and they don't have to do that on stage, for example, but when you bring it into like a fucking close up yeah. and audition, you absolutely Well, that's do. what I'm, I'm saying because I wasn't working in the way that they're working. Mm -hmm. That's why I haven't achieved my dreams, which I didn't even know. I don't really even know what my dreams were until they're always, it's always changing. But do you think... Well, now you certainly have a much better... Well, whatever. We'll, we'll continue that track after. This but, is um, my cat. I love cat. Um, yo, also, I got to say, uh, the fucking sex scenes in that movie. Ooh, the sex scenes. Okay. Gnarly. So let's talk. Uh, I read an article from Franz Rogowski. They didn't have an intimacy coordinator. Oh, 
that's so impossible to believe. Uh, and you know, the sex scenes were so that reach around. Yeah, no, bro got his his asshole fingered. Yeah, he got his asshole fingered. Dude. I mean, you know, and and what's and then the straight sex scenes too. Like, oh, yeah. it's hot as fuck. Yeah, man. Like, and there's so much uh, backting in the movie. What does that mean? Like just sex scenes from the back? Oh no, not there's not just the sex. What is there's it? just a lot of backting. Like well, you, there were many shots of of the actors' backs, mm, which mm-hmm. in America, in America, okay, every everything is very f- forward focused, sure, right? But we exist forward to the sides and to the back. I'm just, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm thinking about bro got his asshole fingered. <laughs> Well, yeah, see, you saying that. see, you know, I mean, but that's what I'm saying with the difference is it's like, even I'm being literal, like they would not. America the, wouldn't shoot the that. story that the, the back body tells yes. is not important in America because everything's profit and forward driven. Whereas this movie is like, I mean, it's not like a super oblique movie. It's not really even. Acute. Uh, no, I mean, there are much more dispersed movies in terms of plot and what, you know, the movie still had like kind of, kind of still had a plot and everything, but, um, but, uh, the, the, the backting shows like what's going, you know, going on like the, he did like the, like the way his shoulders were moving and. And, you know, the dance scenes and whatever, like, it's just telling this whole other half of the story. Mm-hmm. And there was, there were many, many shots featuring people's backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And that was amazing. I agreed. I my, think- Sheila, Sheila O'Malley, my friend and film critic, she talks about backting a lot. We'll have, we'll have her on as a guest. But, uh, she says, like, the queen of backting is Betty Davis. And, um... Yeah, it's just nice to see, like, a throwback to something like that. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about how, like, I think the bar in art for, like, you to watch something and really believe that you're watching an intimate moment between people that you shouldn't be seeing is, like, very, very high. And it's, like, really rare to accomplish this (laughs) feeling that you're really witnessing the thing happening. There are plenty of moments like that in, in there. passages. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Between exactly. two, that one, that one shot with his face above and her face under. And there, I mean, I just remember that distinctly. And then there were a couple of shots of him just alone. And it just felt very, you know, like you were really seeing him mm-hmm. and he was really letting himself be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gives a fascinating, like, yeah, I wonder if we read the same interview. Um, he gives a fascinating interview, dude. He seems like a really interesting person. Well, my friend Peter Rinaldi, who runs the Back to One podcast, he did a great podcast with him. Oh, so, really? With friends. So, oh, yeah, wow. You should listen to that. Dude, you notice just, yeah, I, I looked him up on Instagram. We're in a fascinating time, man, where, like, to us, he's the fucking man, but, like, he's not. No, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Because yeah, Instagram's, like, cute. 100%. It's yeah. just super normal. 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to be fucking huge, but right now, mm, I don't know. probably could. Yeah, I, I think he will. But we'll see. We'll see how But I mean, I, I already think he is huge. Right. I mean, this movie is, for instance, this movie, the average person does not has not heard of this movie. 100%. Yep. Yep. And he's got, um, I mean, I, uh, his Instagram has 25,000 followers. And I don't think he even gives a fuck about being no. verified. Like the man's just no. living. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, it's beautiful. I wonder if we could have him on our own podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll make a couple more episodes. Oh see God. how it all plays out. Zoom in, Franz. Dude, my dream is to be in a movie with Adele. She's so good. She's really, really good. Ah, yeah, man, I love her, bro. She's incredible. Um, yeah, man. So I really loved it, and I really like. Yeah, I was. Um, is not the normal kind of movie that you watch. Right? That's not true. That's actually okay. not true. That's not true. You're the one who says you have no culture. I don't, I mean, I think I have no culture dating back from, let's say, 12 years ago or 10 years ago. Like uh, these, the okay. like the new crop of independent like movies. Blue is the warmest color and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I got interested in like acting, yeah, more or less. But like the mm-hmm. the classic good movies, like Ingmar Bergman I've barely seen. Like that was the first time I watched um, after the rehearsal. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan told me to watch after the rehearsal, um, and I did, and it was, uh, I'm gonna let this, painful. yeah, it was, sorry, we're just gonna let this cop or whatever go past, um, yeah, it was crazy, dude, it was crazy, it was, it was incredible and real and minimalistic and believable and incredible acting and also really painful to watch at moments yeah and i had to rewind over and over again to see exactly what was going on um especially with um ingrid tuline who is the older actress yes uh she's probably my like third favorite actress something like that in the history of cinema she You can just like see her. Come here, buddy. Come on the pod. Next okay. time. Next time. Um, she just goes places other people won't go. Yeah. That's all there's to it. Like, um, it's uh, it's kind of indescribable. I I don't know. She did a couple of performances with Bergman that are really just out of this world. Um, what else? Uh, Cries and Whispers, The Silence, Wild Strawberries is really good. Um, oh, A uh, uh, Winter Winter Light. Yeah, really. That's what I'm talking about, the transformational acting thing. It's like, she did these two movies, she did like these two movies with Bergman, The Silence and Winter Light. It's just like her hair is a little different. She's wearing glasses in one movie, but it's like an entirely different being and there's no like huge transformation you know um this is just very european i think mm-hmm. and we just like more and more and more in america i don't yeah. know i don't know I, I i i don't like being so dismissive of america because it's where i live and it's what we're doing and we're trying to make it here and make it in america but we still have the i mean we have the option to do whatever the fuck we want be influenced by whoever we want yeah yeah so i'm very influenced by Monsieur Rogowski. Um, some. Yeah, man. It was, it's, I mean, it was, 
the whole the whole concept that like he's having this conversation with the daughter and she's saying all this shit this about, is after, this is after the rehearsal yeah yes she's saying all this shit about her mother and the whole point like you know people talk about going to the fucking theater and they see themselves in the character and they get a better understanding of relationships for their own lives or whatever so so then the the mother shows up and the daughter bas- i mean this is how i interpret it the daughter basically has a front row seat to her mother's like the, the, her mother's inner life the breakdown the, yeah. ul- the ultimate and, breakdown and who yeah. her mother actually was versus yeah. how she perceived her mother yes um yeah man it was just fucking it was like meta in so many beautiful directions and i really enjoyed it and um yeah it was i was i was very uh, moved and surprised by it i just thought it was an interesting film to pair because uh Rogowski's character in passages as a director Mm. And that scene at the beginning where he's just like, um, can you just walk down a staircase? Just walk, um, just walk. It's all you, you walk down the staircase. You, um, you want to go down the staircase because you, uh, uh, want a drink. Drinks are nice. You look at people. They are pretty. You have a cigarette because it feels good. You just walk down the staircase or what? And, and like, that reminds me of me so much. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you know, to be honest, um, I mean, he really reminded me of me a lot <clears throat> at ver- at various points in my life because I've kind of uh, been in that situation. I won't go into too much detail, but I've basically been in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, as a... And the other thing the movie really gets at for me is this like super binary uh, gay or straight thing that we have here. You know, everyone talks about how fucking so tiring. Everyone talks about how fucking, you know, um, sexually liberated they are with their queerness and whatever. But like, it's still somehow impossible that a man could sleep with men and women. Like, because I'm with, because I'm with a man because I'm in a relationship with a man, mm-hmm. like people just think I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in New York City, mm-hmm. when I really don't identify with many many things about being gay, even though I can feel gay sometimes and I do gay things, <laughs> like sex with men, like bro. have sex with men. But that's but that's a like I'm not exclusively gay though. Like mm-hmm. and you know it's um. I just liked seeing a movie kind of examining the um, ambiguity there because, you know, it's like I, I'm with a man, but like I kind of want to be with a woman too. And uh, uh, I kind of want both. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it- why not? I, you know, it's just, you know, but then I also thought it was an interesting, like the, you know, it's kind of like a bunch of spoilers, but the way when it was like that moment where there was almost like a threesome relationship mm-hmm. almost. And it was it, so sad, bro. And then it fell apart. Yeah. It, it is also this, like it kind it kind of set, sets up infinite possibilities for kind of relationship and romantic sexual dynamics. But then at the same time, it like, it shows you how it can't work in the structure of our society. 
like a polyamorous bisexual relationship with a child like can't work <laughs> even in France <laughs> you know uh, but she was also dragged into this thing. Like she was not a, a willing co-signer of this dynamic. No, 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 no. Dude, you're, this cat is so cute. Thank you. My God. He's like a bear. He has like a little, his fur does feel like bear. Fur. He's so amazing. My yeah. God. Do you, do you know what scene I loved in passages? The scene with the parents. Oh, that was great. That was that was a very interesting example of like very re, like actual realism. Yeah. That was like yeah, man. That was amazing, 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 man. Um. The uh, the actress that I'm doing this the play with. Oh yeah, how's that going? Um, David is doing play. Yeah, I'm doing a play. Tell everybody about it. I'm doing a tell uh, all of our. We'll see. 10 to 15 listeners? You know, we had 36 listeners oh, last time. And we have eight subscribers. Oh, my God. This is major daddy vibes. I don't know, man. Wow. This is, like, very nice. Honey, dude, your, your nipple is popping out, and it's it's totally fine with me, but I'm I don't... tired. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing a, a play at WP, WP Theater. The Women's Project. Formerly known as the Women's Project. This <laughs> is WP, bro. Oh, wasn't I mean that's what it stands for, right? I suppose so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing a uh, a two hander there that opens uh, September 23rd, and um, it's great. It's What's a, it called? It's called Bite Me. It's um, Bite Me. The writer's Eliana Pipes, and the director is um, Rebecca Martinez, and uh, I mean it's a dream come true in uh, a lot of ways. Yeah, it's an off Broadway play. Baby, yeah, baby, two hander style. Come on, yeah, it's a lot of good acting practice. Very good, but um, um the other the other actress, uh, her name is Malika Samuel. She's fucking amazing, and she's like my kind of actor. Oh, that's great. Like everything is different. Everything is eye eye contact. Like we're we're playing and working, and it's beautiful. And she has so much more theater experience mm -hmm. than me. And God bless. And um, she was telling me that she was doing a play, and she would get notes back from other actors maybe i shouldn't say this but you know like situations where people expect people to say lines the same way every single time no yeah it's literally every um most most theaters and actors are like that they are so it's completely not about the experience no not at all that's no. horrific man yeah i wouldn't act i've acted that is not for me then but you're doing it with someone yeah right, right, right. but not, if but i'm saying yeah. if that's what acting if that's what acting is forced on you then like I don't well like I'm gonna be honest like acting is in a lot of ways acting is selfish for me like I want the experience mm -hmm. I want to step on stage and I want to live the experience and that comes with fucking being in the moment and eye contact and, and like you know mm -hmm. okay. just most people won't that's it's, it's gnarly I'm, I'm uh, I guess I'm looking forward to finding this out or rather I'm not looking forward to finding I get um, what else about but, passages? Um, what else about passages? Um, I ran into one of my favorite authors on the street after, mm -hmm. and like 
introduced myself to him. Great. And now we're talking on Instagram. <sighs> That's what's up. Yeah, that was that was nice. That's what's up. It was like a nice little New York thing. I love that, dude. So you knew exactly what he looked like, mm-hmm. and what yeah. does he write? I don't you know. know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. Fair enough. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> um. He looks so mischievous right now. Um. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, moving forward, I, I mean, I absolutely still want to work in all uh, forms of uh, <laughs> acting, TV, everything. But like, you know, I want to do that type of work. Even if I never get to, even if I never, you know what I mean? Like, I, I may never get to be the lead of a major independent feature or something, but um, I feel like that's a, there's some like real standards there and they're really into, I, I don't like Ben Wishaw, but he was perfect for the part. Yeah. Yeah. He was excellent. Um, I, 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 res- I, I respect his skill and I understand he's a good actor. He's just not my taste. Yeah. Yeah. Man, not everybody's for everyone. That's for sure. How you feel about Paul Mescal? Nah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. It's not giving. Dude, I think I think it's like really giving. No. I think it's really, really For me, giving. I'm sorry. You need like a You need sexual ambiguity, bro. Well, <laughs> all good acting has like this like bisexual undercurrent to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're kidding. What are you talking about? All good acting has this bisexual undercurrent to it? Yes. All great, most great film stars of the past Mm -hmm. and all good acting has this like, like the women have a masculine edge to them Mm. and the men have a feminine edge. And when they're together on screen, it allows the woman to be her most masculine and the man to be his most feminine. And that's like actors are the bisexual continuum between the sexes. That's what their purpose is. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say. That's dude. what Camille Polly says, and I agree with her. I love that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't like fully agree with that, but I like it. I like how it What's sounds, and I'm agree. glad you said it. And I'm glad that you're you're being like <laughs> you're being really bold this podcast because I feel like I don't have it in me What's today. Bo- What's bold about that? <laughs> yeah, it's like a strong stance, man. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're capable of strong stances and opinions right now because I feel very wishy washy and I can't do it. <laughs> Hi, cat. Asabado. <laughs> um. Did anybody um did anybody respond to that Instagram or no? Oh yes. My dear friend also named Ryan. Um You don't have to say the name or say the name if you want. No, he is my friend Ryan. Okay. Um He said the audition acting debate was the scoop. More of that, please. And then this the, the stories of struggle are relatable. Great. Um <clears throat> Oh, but just one more thing about the bisexual undercurrent that sure. is um, uh, indispensable. To and all, then you can tell me acting. about how to inject more bisexual undercurrent. <laughs> right as now, I, baby, as we're doing it right really. now. Come on. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Franz Rogowski, for instance, uh-huh. or, or Ben Wishaw. 
Um, I, I, as I said, Rogowski made this gay prison movie called Great Freedom Mm -hmm. last year. And then I Googled and I was like, is Franz Rogowski gay? There is nothing either way on the internet about it. And it's just like, that's a fucking actor. You don't need to be gay to play the fucking part. He's acting and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's really right for these parts. It doesn't matter whether he's gay or not. And then there's like nothing about his personal life online. And there's nothing about his personal life other than like random cute stuff on Instagram. Then are you worried about doing this? Like talking? No, 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 no. Why? Um, because this is an artistic experiment. Yeah, that's how and I we feel have to about do it th- And we have to do things differently than he does. Yeah, that's for sure. And also like what I'm calmed by is that like realistically we put it up we do 52 episodes or whatever and then it could fucking vanish and we stop doing it and nobody even fucking remembers it but the thing about him like we have to do all this stuff i know we don't have to do anything but like but um the thing about him like franz rogowski it's like he came up in german theater like there's a lot of theater in germany it's really good it's subsidized they have they support their actors and i'm not being like i'm not one of i'm not one of these like the government should fund all artistic and indi- like, I don't think the government should fund stuff right now because all of this stuff is really, all these theaters are really bad and they would just mismanage the money. Mm-hmm. I think money should be given directly to the artists instead of administration There's- and maintenance and facility maintenance costs. E- okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the government shouldn't fund anything at all, but I'm just saying, I think we would need a reappraisal of what we're doing before we were to be funded by uh to just be like completely funded mm-hmm. by the government but i'm just saying that they have this level of freedom with their artistry where it's it's not insane that he came up through great theater and met some great german filmmakers and now they're you know when he's like 40 and making these or whatever 38 40 and making these films it's just not the same here it kind of used to be. That's yes, it did used to be. It maybe mm, yes, maybe will be again. It maybe will be again. Perhaps I'm not saying I'm not old enough to have a bigger career, but I'm definitely out of like, you know, I'm at the I'm in the last of my youth, in in the industry's eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think about that a lot because I've okay, we're getting into the struggle. Um, yeah, talk about it. I've. You know, all of my, I've barreled through all the ages at which I was supposed to achieve certain things. hundred percent. Um, you know, now that I'm 34, like, I mean, I don't feel old or what, you know, I don't feel anything, but there is, you know. It's just like the the level of credits I have right now, people kind of expect you to have by the time you're 25. Agents, managers, etc. I mean, stuff happens all the time. Plenty, plenty of people get going after 35. But like, um, do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Do you think that's, but do you think there's also, I'll be honest, that also reminds me of like, man, remember... <sighs> Like when I was in my when I was in my mid twenties and I couldn't get an agent, everyone mm. told me, man, that no agents agents were only looking at diverse actors. 
mm-hmm. they would not take a meeting with someone with with a white man and um the only reason i say that is because like it was also bullshit yes like, yeah. like every like everything is bullshit yeah everything yeah. is a fucking is. story yes. they try to force on you no yeah I'm not, I'm not these things that I'm saying, I'm saying they're like my negative shadow thoughts. 100%. Like they're not, I'm not saying they're true. hundred like, percent. Um, I keep saying hundred percent. I'm going to stop. Yes. Yes. The King. No, in an Preach. ideal world, this crisis that the, the strike and all these other things that we're going through right now, ideally it would result in kind of some kind of system that's more like how things used to be and more independent to some level. Can you tell your cat to stop eating our wires. No disrespect to the cat. Buddy. But it's just too tasty. Oh my god, he doesn't eat anything. Except for the wires. Stop. No. It's not so tasty, baby. Come on. Okay. Um <clears throat> I hope it does result in this independent movement that's more that's truly independent. Um and uh I'm so uncomfortable on this couch. Um it's so hot in here. Can't turn the AC on. Next time we'll sit at that table. We'll figure it out. Put a plant behind us. Um, uh, you know, and I see for like I'm like yeah, and then I could be you know whatever like a slightly older character actor leading man maybe, but I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna keep doing whatever. Yeah, I mean you're you're. Do you think that me and you are in different places? In our careers? And in, uh, I mean, I'm 32, you're 34, <laughs> but do you feel like, do you feel like what applies to you applies to me? No. So, I mean, kind of. Yeah, sort of. But, like, you do have a, you do have some different circumstances than me. Mm-hmm. You, for instance, play younger. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're literally cast as a sixteen-year-old. Sixteen-year-old um, that, and then you're all. He also. You also are twenty-eight. In the yeah, play. twenty-seven, I think. <clears throat> which means they want to cast someone who looks like a median of those ages. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I've never been able to play really young, and I literally don't. I don't even audition for late twenties anymore. Like, I auditioned for late 30s, and I have been for a while, which I think has been, I mean, I get that my energy reads as something like that, but I think it's been a mistake on my representative's part. I don't know why I'm not auditioning basically just for the age I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I do sometimes, but I think it's kind of silly to think I can't play 28, you know? Especially in a play or something. Yeah, like, in a play for sure. Um, so I think there's that. And then you have much, much, much uh, higher level agents than I do. These are all... Dude, thank God that everything can change super fast. Yeah, totally. I mean, but I mean, I have a great agent. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that agent is doing better for me than possibly some like random person at some much quote unquote higher level just for your management team mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people with these people are getting slept on man people yeah, at big places are getting absolutely slept on yeah and I don't get fucking slept on yeah. so um and you get your shots man and also dude you're developed like 
some, I've told you this a million times, but you're like developing like a reputation no, yeah. as like and, an actor. And that like that effort that I'm putting that kind of doesn't really make the agent thing like that big of a deal for me anymore. Mm -hmm. But I am just saying objectively, you have like much higher level. They simply have access to things that other people don't have access to. That's that's uh, yeah, dude. So, um, but I don't know, kind of like you're 32. That's not, you know what I mean? It's not very, that's not that young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I think back to like, bro, when I started acting, like I wanted to be like a CW kid so badly. Yeah. Everybody was like, dude, you don't want that. You don't want to get started. I'm like, yeah, I did. That's exactly what I wanted. I started acting like, you know, like I started acting for absolutely nothing but ego. Like I wanted to be. That's not unusual. Like. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But like, I've been thinking about, I don't really remember what we talked about on the first, on the first episode, but my, um, this is bisexual, baby. <laughs> if you're listening, Ryan, just touch me on the shoulder. This shoulder is touch. big time bisexuality coming through, baby. Um, I'll make your acting better. Yeah, man. I think uh, maybe it's like the only childness in me or whatever, but like... I'm an only child, too. Okay, so maybe this will... Maybe this will feel. <laughs> so that's what's up. But my... Like, my... I started acting because, like, I didn't know how to select myself, and I needed someone else to deem me, like, to select me out of people and say, he's got something. He's got something intangible, and he's special. <laughs> I've been like, you know, I was chasing specialness uh -huh. and I was talking to, um, I was talking to, uh, Malika, the, the other actor in the play, I think two days ago. And we were talking about how like actors are, are so many actors are just friends with actors. And, um, me personally, like a couple of years ago, man, I kind of mm -hmm. got tired of it. And I think I got tired of it because like, it's very hard to develop solidity of character when you're constantly, your identity is about having someone else tell you that you're special. Yeah, definitely. And like, yeah. especially like, think about, think about what auditioning is, man. Like we line up, we go, we sit in a fucking room and the person who gets it, it's all intangibles. Nobody goes like, oh bro, this guy fucking just understood what the source, the text was better than you. Like beat by beat, he was just better than you. Nobody says that. No. Like in sports, there's a clear winner and loser. And this, bro, the person who wins, it's all intangibles. Like, it's well, all specialness. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's just the mm -hmm. energy the director it's never, has. It's never just like you fucking killed at acting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like yeah. acting wise, you're just solid. You got the fucking sauce, boy. So we cast you. Um, so it's pure specialness. And there's like a, and I think that it's really hard to, to figure out how to, how to perceive this career without, <laughs> without the feeling of like someone else has to deem you special. Yeah. It takes a long time to get, I mean, I don't know if that ever completely goes away, mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, I have a sense of it now of, of, as you say, selecting myself. How, how did that happen? <clears throat> Cause I also do. And I'd be very curious to see how it's like in different uh, I met Maria and I started really figuring out what like acting is instead of like pretending. Um, and that enabled me to have a really good grasp on my own abilities because I'm dealing with what's really happening instead of mentally going somewhere else. Which leaves it up to the other person. Did I do it good or not? It's like, I know exactly what I did. Yeah. Basically always. Mm -hmm. um, 
or I'm really comfortable not knowing what I did. So I guess I just got more interested in the unconscious and following it consciously. Which was like a shift with my therapist. Like my therapist is a Jungian. It went really well with the stuff Maria was teaching me and the stuff that I learned from this Australian teacher, Lindy Davies. Um, and it just became a <clears throat> kind of like a holistic way to view my existence rather than just like something I like fucking do. Mm-hmm. You know? That sounds like real solidity. Um, I mean, I still want a job. <laughs> I want to get hired. Yeah. I want a big career, you know, but that also may not happen. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like literally moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Like none of that is happening or not happening. So I can't base my current. The, the, the only, only, the only thing you can base your current decisions off are that like thing that you solidly feel in yourself about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And like working for your own satisfaction. Yep. There's no more tightrope. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. There's no more. Um, there's there's that feeling of like one wrong step and you fall off the tightrope. Well, that's grandiosity. It makes you think more. You're more special than you are. I don't necessarily mean it like that. I no. I think more so like when you when you can feel your own solidity and you can understand what you're bringing into the, for example, into the room when you audition, there's no more need to like that feeling of like, I have to get this right and I have to get this right. You don't have to get anything right because you go to exist. You don't like, when you misspeak, I still buy you as Ryan. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said like, an audition is just like, hey, I'm rehearsing my my process for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, man, 100%. Where to now? What was the rest of your friend's question? Um, I I think he well we kind of covered the struggle about age and all that. Um, um dude, uh, there was many. There was oh Ryan Lewis, dude. Where? Oh shit, I'm sorry. No, Ryan, I'm fine. sorry. Okay. I love you, Ryan. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say your last name like that. Do you know him? Well, we're now Instagram friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. He said more on the auditioning slash acting debate. Yeah. I, uh, I distinctly remember a meeting with, there was a period of my life when I considered myself, like I would go to class, I would do mm-hmm. these scenes, I would mm-hmm. get like incredible feedback. People, you know, people would be like, holy yeah. shit, blah, 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 this and that. And then like, I would go into audition rooms and I would completely freeze up. I would, I would have like mm-hmm. bad auditions mm-hmm. and I, and I put this blanket of like, I'm a good actor and I'm a bad auditioner. Because I was getting good feedback in class, and I was getting no feedback in auditions. And I remember um, I asked for a meeting with my manager, and that was basically to make me to make me feel like I don't know something was happening, <laughs> like talk strategy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he looked at me, and he was like, "Dude, at some point, you're gonna have to book an audition." <laughs> and um, so, what did that make you do? Well, I'm well. It took. Well, this, me and auditioning is a several year process, but one of the things was I literally had to rewire how I saw, like this idea of like, I'm a bad auditioner had to shift. Yeah. And I would literally journal about how I wanted to feel in the audition room. And I would also like, I would, this is like just fucking text analysis, but I started to consider exactly, instead of thinking it like, 
here's a fucking casting director's reading with me giving me nothing i'd be like what do i want the cast director to feel at the end of every single one of these lines hmm. what do i want them to feel at the yeah. end of every single line um so that was like w one of the beginning phases and then I, I met this teacher uh jj perez that i started working with maybe oh, yeah. two two years ago now and he really changed everything for me he's like to me he's like crack hour i don't know about yeah, crack hour on steroids he's he's uh yeah man he's uh the way that what he's done for my auditioning is wild i'm gonna just say a couple of things that he's taught me um every audition he calls it um once upon a time where you don't start even if it's like an interrogation scene you don't start the scene with like grand tension mm -hmm. it's like you start the scene from a normal yeah. and then something happens <clears throat> and that's the like yeah. the the how do you start and how do you end yes yeah. additionally like i would always for example like i would be very active behaviorally very active mm -hmm. behaviorally and people you know people seem to respond to it but he said that behavior has to come as a response to what the other person says or does yeah so there is no so behavior cannot be self-generated stimulus behavior yeah. cannot be self-generated yeah and it doesn't have to be big but it can be like you say something and i look away and then i'm communicating here and then i look back not because i finished my line but because you started yours and that yeah i agree you i don't think it has to be entirely off the other person i think it can be off the environment as well uh like what like uh well like we're always also this is all, like uh, we're, i'm i'm currently talking about on camera auditioning yeah yeah, yeah. i i think I mean, but we auditioned for on camera for the first round for a play now, too. So, is that what you did for your thing? No. No, well, that's... that's I'm a bad boy, baby. I don't know if you know this about me. Oh, you only do in-person I do in-person audition with the whole team mm -hmm. present. And I say, callback, I guess I will come for the callback for this play that I really desperately we'll want, I suppose. I don't meet the team until the callback. Okay. So, this is how we're different. That sounds like a you thing. <laughs> um... Um, I think it's impossible to do something that's self-generated because we're always being affected by something. It doesn't necessarily have to be another human being. You know what I'm saying? I think that in life, yes. But I also think that in auditions, people, and I know I did, but people tend to be fucking moving around and doing a whole bunch of shit when the the story is told much better if their behavior is off of the other person. Well, yeah, so what you're saying is that you were just kind of doing stuff that didn't have anything to do with anything. Or that just, had to, some, just for the sake of like the sake of behavior. behavior. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You say definitely like that's obvious, but bro, I helped a lot of people auditions. Everybody be doing that shit. No, I I know. Um. Whoa, 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 what uh, what else? Oh, also, man, we talked about the the, the close up and not moving your face. Um, like you were talking about, um, yeah, he's like with me, for instance, I, I get very expressive in the forehead. A oh yeah. But this. that's what Alexander stuff, because that's what Alexander would help with. I mean the, like Rogowski and all those people, they're intuitively doing what happens to you. If you do the Alexander technique, you don't know if they're doing it intuitively or if someone was like, yo, let's stop with the fucking forehead. 
Well, but but it doesn't matter. It's it whatever they did to arrive to do that intuitively. That's is. not intuition, baby. That could be a reminder. In all honesty, like I, like I, my first audition takes will always be like this, and then I'm like, oh, I should stop fucking doing that shit, and then I'm okay. Well, yeah, but I think it's better to just try to not. It's better to let go down mm. to come up, mm-hmm. and it's unobstructed by the forehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. So I just think that those actors are really tapped in uh, to that, and they don't need to rely on their foreheads to fake fake things. I don't necessarily think the forehead is faking things. I think the forehead is a physical substitute for what you're avoiding letting come out you're saying the forehead is a tension point that yeah yeah i mean i mean look yeah dude i mean you're you're right but like i i know jonathan major's a bit of a bad boy um he's really bad very bad boy but bro he's really good and boy does that man I don't clench know the forehead well that's some that's taste too if i watched that i would not be into it you're not, bro. You you're not into my acting. You Forehead clenching. You, you don't like you. Don't, not right now, but in general, like, bro, I'm a. Well, I haven't seen you do like a like. I haven't seen a you in a feature film. That sounds like a you thing. <laughs> <laughs> have you been the lead in a feature film? I have, yeah. We'll send it to me. Come on, baby. Come on. And I can judge your acting. Come on, baby. Uh, I did a, I did a, man, I did a, I did a movie this past April and I, well, I know you did that, to, but I, you, that's I not have, out yet. Yes, but I have done, I have done that. Uh, this fucking incredible lifetime movie, um, where I, it's called the wrong son. That was and, the minor one. No, no, this is a lifetime movie. Oh, okay. A separate thing. Uh, yeah. And I, and I was the wrong son, the, the <laughs> proverbial wrong son. Bad boy. Him, <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean, baby? I do. I do know what it means to be the bad boy, the wrong son. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I just think the forehead is a cope. Okay. Yeah. It's a physical cope for an emotional avoidance or, um, or, uh, you don't really know what you're doing. So you're using your forehead. You don't really know what you're trying to, you're not, you either don't know what you're doing or you're not comfortable not knowing. So you use your forehead. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, bro, as a forehead actor, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with well, this girl, slightly. I, I use my I, I I pop my eyes out of your head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a real bad boy technique. So that equals not booking. Oh, yeah. that, <laughs> because this equals not booking. Um, which me popping my eyes out. <clears throat> Is me. I'm literally putting on like a, a defense, a physical defense tactic. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's a subconscious tension point. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I completely agree with so you. So I think that's one of the biggest things about auditioning, is the forehead and the eyes. 
and breathing deeply into your stomach. Well, uh, well, if you were breathing deeply, you wouldn't be using your forehead and your eyes more than necessary. Right. It's not even just breathing. It's yeah. letting go down. Mm, yeah, that's what's up. You're a cultured actor, baby. This is you. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm stupid sometimes. <sighs> Come on. Um, so we're at uh, 56 minutes. Yeah, I think stop. let's wrap it up. But let's. Um, but also, um, if you if you've gotten this far, we should have said this in the beginning. But if you've gotten this far, um, <laughs> if you if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed what we're what we're spinning up, um, if you could uh, rank us highly, maybe write us a little review talking about the five stars. Um, you could give us one of those. That'd be lovely. And um, honestly, I I. I've been shooting headshots and um, I'm very happy to um, to pick someone who writes us a five-star review who shares oh, the pod uh, who shares the pod writes uh, writes a little review gives us one of those five-star rankings um, and I would happily do a headshot session uh, for free so uh, love you guys love you that's bye bye. it